0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network.
1: This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Herb White. I am editor-in-chief of the Charlotte Post. And the football season is over at Johnson C. Smith. The Golden Bulls were 2-7, and seven, but that doesn't necessarily tell the entire story. For the first time in quite some time, the Golden Bulls were actually entertaining to watch. And that says something. So with the season in the rearview mirror, and looking forward to 2023, I had a chance to talk to Coach Maurice Flowers by telephone, and this is how the conversation went. You know, the, the thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad that uh, that you're here to talk to me about it, is the CIAA, I know you were in Virginia for the championship uh, game, and it was Actually worth watching. You know, I had a good bit of yeah. drama and everything and was, uh, you know, decided on a walk-off field goal at the last, very last second. Uh, from from your experience going to Salem and watching the game,
0: uh, what what are your impressions? Well, um, it, was, it was good to go and not just support the conference, but to support our side of the division, uh, the Southern Division. And. Having coached the Fayetteville State, great to see Coach Hayes and Fayetteville State break through and get the win, and in the uh, fifth time in a row. I mean, that's been an amazing feat in its own. Um, you know, and also to get that monkey off of, of their back and to get that win. But uh, you know, when you look at it in our case, from where we're sitting at Johnson C. Smith University and our football program, you look at. The two teams playing, where Shawan, you know, we we lose that game. I, I believe the go ahead touchdown. I look at the clocks at nine point three seconds when Shawan took the lead, and then with Fayetteville State, I want to say uh, you know, we had a a pass going in the end zone incomplete with a receiver and a DB fighting for the ball for possession, uh, you know, for a touchdown or an incompletion, uh, but I'd say probably under fifteen seconds left. So, so, when you look at it from our standpoint and just knowing that. We're just getting together uh, as a program and establishing our culture and how we play. It's it's very promising.
1: So, having said all that, you had a week to, I guess, get away from the grind of the everyday with the season that you just had going two and seven. Uh, Have you had any opportunity to? to really kind of get the season behind you and start thinking about what's to come for next season and maybe even just look back and figure out where the season may have gone off the rails, where it could have been improved, or is it still too early for all
0: that? No, I think some of those things are, are right in order um, as far as looking back and seeing where where the season exactly went. And how it went, and what I can say on most every case. Try to when I start trying to second guess myself, should we have done this? Should we have done that? Um, Just look at the losses that we had and how they happened. Um, These are things that really just had to happen Um, with a team being just having a team that has not experienced what winning is before. Uh, A lot of times you wish you could have had. you You don't. You have an off season where you can, you know, you get certain things you know, sort of ingrained in them as far as certain things of uh, establishing, you know, situational football and why situations are big. You know, you do a lot of those things in the off season and in spring. And our off season in spring was really just coming together and seeing who was going to be with us and just putting in an offense and a defense. And so when you look at the season, things happened that actually needed to happen um, and, and for us to grow from. Uh, you know, we, we did – we were able to be one of the top um, offenses in the conference, but we also did it with three different quarterbacks. That's something uh, you know you want to establish in the offseason. You want to figure your quarterback situation out and also at the same time, it's good to see that you have quarterbacks that can play and be productive. And it's just a chance you just really look at the team, you you really get a chance also to see look at the roster and see how young you really are. Uh, we, we talk about the 50 to 60 freshmen that we brought in, but we also have a very large sophomore class that will now be rising juniors. And we have a good-sized junior class that will now be rising seniors, so everyone gained valuable experience. And, and along with the coaching staff, it's the coaching staff's first time working together in a season in game-like situations. So there's so many areas that we'll be able to focus on in the off season and also improve upon. Is that one of the things where... Like you said,
1: these are things that had to happen because, you know, basically you all were just put together during the spring and then you had to put it back together again with all these freshmen during, uh, fall camp. So do you look at this as, you know, this was a season of experimentation. Next year is really where the rubber hits the road.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would like to say, uh, a lot of lessons. This this season was a season of, of lessons, and and really seeing what college football is about in the C.I.W.A. and and things that are needed to win. I mean, there were so many so many opportunities and uh, situations. We call it situational football just situational football that we did not do well. A, a penalty at the most inopportune time. Um, a, a non-communication of. What's the coverage or this blocking assignment at the most inopportune time? And so uh, all lessons that we, that we just had to take throughout the season and, and just really excited to, to go through and, and have film now to teach from about these situations and games, uh, to be able to sit down and, and go over the offensive with the offensive line of these situations of, you know, down and distance and certain defensive looks to be able to go over with the coaching staff uh, certain things that we like to do uh, or things that we want to get to when we see certain looks. and Also, just with personnel, uh, having a chance to watch young men grow uh, and how they came along throughout the season. So there's just going to be so many areas that we can improve upon, uh, uh, having went through the season that we just did. And it's going to be very easy to motivate our ball club, knowing that uh, six of our seven losses were last series of the game or the last play of the game. Very easy to motivate this group. Is there an area that you can look at today,
1: a week after the season finale, and say this is going to be our priority in the offseason? Well, Ferb, I'll
0: say all of them. Uh, You know, that's you expect to get better from one off season to the next season. You expect to get better, and that's what we're going to look for. Is in all of our areas, uh, we didn't average enough uh, yards rushing per game. We want to run the ball better, so it's offensive line play, uh, tight end play, uh, receivers blocking play. Uh, we have to get more outside receiver production. Uh, very, you know, we we know Brevin Caldwell's first team all C I selection, but uh, in our leading receiver, but there was too much of a drop off from his fifty. 50- you know, mid 50 area catches to the next receiver. And, you know, I've run this offense a long time. And this is the first time in many years that an inside slot receiver has led this offense in receptions. So we're going to look to have more outside receiver production and uh, we want to have a quarterback play has got to be better. Uh, We've got to complete a higher percentage of passes and have a better touchdown, to interception ratio. So and that's on the offensive side. We got to be better. Uh, as you saw, you mentioned the C.I.A.A. championship game. Uh, it was won by won by special teams. And the thing that uh, sticks out is, you know, the field goal kicker, and it wasn't a chip shot. It's a 43 yarder. And uh, just to watch how their special teams executed uh, all game long. So that's that's an area of emphasis. And then, you know, really just watching uh, the, the defenses that play. Uh, we've got to stop the run better. Uh, we've got to play third downs better on defense. So her. I say every area, we've, we've got to get better. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about, you know, obviously
1: you can't win these days without solid to outstanding quarterback play. Um, and considering what your situation is with uh, your quarterbacks, they are, uh, they're in transition one way or another. And uh, Tyrell Jackson, who was the season starter, uh, Mm-hmm. He had a concussion and was not available uh, late in the season. Uh, what is his situation right now, and what uh, will hey. the situation be for the quarterback group going forward? Uh, Terrell Jackson started the season really strong, and then with mm-hmm. the concussion he took in the Lincoln game was not himself. Uh, but what is his situation going forward, and what is the overall condition of your quarterback room as it stands right now? Well, I, I'd
0: say Tyrell. Uh, condition is really good and uh, we just uh aired on the side of player safety um he he was cleared to come back but we just felt it was best just to hold him out for for his for his uh you know just for his health and really just for him to feel good uh, you know that he is fully recovered and again as a player sometimes you have to as they say save the player from himself and he he wanted to play he was was felt like he was ready to go, but again, uh, we we just felt it was best just to rest him, and uh, and not take any more possible hits through the rest of the season. And with Malik Evans, Malik, uh, you know, we were in a similar situation with him. He had a stress fracture in his foot uh, against St. Augustine and was cleared uh, for the last ball game, but we again erred on the side of player caution, of player safety and caution, and uh, at the same time, we wanted to give our our, our true freshman an opportunity to just have the reins for himself and uh, and lead the team. We, we have a lot of confidence in, in, in Robert Adams and uh, what he brings to the table as a, as a dual threat quarterback. And uh, it, it was just his opportunity to, to get his chance at running at running the ball club. And uh, very pleased with what he did. So really, we've we've got ourselves set up to have a really good. Quarterback battle in the spring. Uh, then you throw in, you know, Cam Cromer who, uh, from Independence High School, a big lefty, a big dual threat lefty, who's now going to have his opportunity to compete. So it's going to be going to be very interesting. Uh, but again, when you have guys that have playing experience in the conference, that that always helps. And so it's, it's just going to be interesting. Uh, we we still don't know yet. If, if we feel like we'll recruit, well, we didn't plan to recruit a quarterback in this class, but, you know, the way, the way recruiting goes down the portal, you just never know. So uh, at this point, you have, what,
1: four, five quarterbacks who were on the roster yeah. this year, and they are all eligible to
0: come back next year? Yes, sir. Uh, we had three freshmen, and that was the Robert Adams, Cam Cromer, and then there was Jared Lawrence, uh, the big 6'6. Six, six, uh, quarterback from Banneker High School in Georgia, in the Atlanta area. And so those three will be back. And then, of course, there's Tyrell Jackson and uh, Malik Evans. Yeah, so you should be pretty stocked with
1: the experienced people for, for yes. that position. And you've got a good balance of experience in your offense and those younger people who will learn under them. Um, yes, And I guess one of the other sides of this is, you know, sticking with the offense um, and running back, you used a lot of tailbacks this year, but it looked (laughs) like uh, there was an emergence at at, at tailback this year with Jacob Newman. I mean, he didn't play an awful lot early, but by the end of the season, he looked like he was ready to, you know, Really take the reins of
0: that position. Yeah, you're exactly right. Jacob, uh, we're so pleased with his growth and his development over the course of the season. Uh, When you come in, uh, you know, tailback is one of the toughest positions to transfer, uh, to really, you know, try to emulate when you're going from college, from high school to college. Because the guys truly are bigger, stronger, and faster. And you feel every. Stronger and faster and smarter, and I and Jacob has really just went through the entire process uh, as we really were very conscious of bringing him along slowly throughout the season and letting him get adjusted to the college game. And the game that he didn't have a big game was really the game where we feel like he did some of his most growing, which was the Shaw game. Uh, he had a couple of good runs there, but the Shaw game really showed. You know, they, you know that's that's probably the biggest team that we played that far of the year. Most experienced team that we played. And so to watch him go through some ups and downs in that game, we knew after that game, it was really getting ready to be uh, you know, a, a good process for him. I mean, hadn't seen some success the previous week where he rushed for over 100 yards against Elizabeth City, but then to go out and play against what's seen as, you know, Shaw's one of the better teams in the conference in the division, but to go out and, and have to deal with their older bigger, stronger offense. I mean, defensive linemen, linebackers, and their secondary, you know, that was a big-time growth opportunity for
1: him. Yeah,
0: and when you have
1: that kind of talent, you know, and one can only assume that uh, he will get a little bit bigger and maybe even a little bit quicker as as he uh, develops. But you have plenty of other people in the room. Uh, Devin Lawrence uh, played some. Uh, and he went out late in the year with an injury. Uh, is he going to come back?
0: Um, uh, well, well, Tim, are we talking to Tim, his no. older brother? Well, oh. we're talking Devin Lawrence. Oh, Devin. Oh, yeah, Devin went out at the end of the season with an injury um, against Winston-Salem State, and we anticipate Devin coming back in the spring because um, and, and, he was just getting ready to hit a stride there and, and uh, you know, just brings a lot of you know, experience and then a different type of just downhill toughness and when you talk about his brother now, Tim, Tim is what who we call Mr. Steady. Tim just does everything right. And, uh, you know, we, we missed him. He had a shoulder injury he uh, missed a couple of games midway through the season. And we missed him uh, during that time, but it also allowed Jacob to, uh, to, to, you know, continue his development and growth. But, but I'll say this, when you have, uh, a, as we like to call our young bulls, we have one of those young bulls uh, coming on like he is, but it's, you, know, you you have decisions to make. Uh, you know, when you look at your college, you know, your college career, and that, that's what what you know. One of our tailbacks already decided because you know, you look at how Jacob just continued to improve through the course of the year. You know, he's going to get more carries as he's going to move on, and uh, and you know, just why Tyreek Leach has decided to to jump into the portal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's Jacob uh, has a lot to do with that, and. Jacob coming back and, and being, you know, on the all-rookie team and really being one of the better backs in the conference. And then you have Tim coming back, and then you have Devin coming back. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a stacked back field.
1: Yeah, it's a little crowded back there. So it, it, sometimes <laughs> yes. you just get caught up in the numbers game, and, you know, that's the way yes. it is these days. with so the transfer portal being the way it is. It's a way out. So. Yes. Yeah. Exactly uh, right. And so then when you talk about, you know, you've got the skill position people, but nothing gets done without folks up front. And you know, yeah. and I guess was that more of a mixed bag, or were you pretty pleased with their development?
0: Well, you know, it it it, uh, it, it goes both. I mean, it was a mix. We we have developed throughout the year. I mean, if you look at some games, they we pass protected very well, and uh, and then as we you'll see some games we had very good running rushing attack. Uh, last game of the Be an area that we look to improve. I mean, but you look at the offensive line; that they're they're all coming back. You know, our, our first seven guys you know they're they're all guys that return.
1: off the top uh, yes. and especially on mm-hmm. offensive line is is that uh something where maybe these guys have not developed to the way to the point where you really would want them to be or is this just something where it's part of the process
0: you you want people yes. who, to come in who can start for you that's right that's just it's part of the process uh these guys did an outstanding job and i tell you for our our program to keep improving uh and going to the level that we that we want to build to, uh, the offensive line has to be, the offensive line, the defensive line, they really have to be the leaders of your team. And so if you look at the teams that are going to qualify for the playoffs later on today and you look at the teams that are playing for conference championships, you'll see that they're, they're, they're really strong in the offensive line. And, and us saying that, you know, if we're going to recruit guys to potentially start, you know, those would look to be older guys. And uh, guys from the transfer portal, or guys from junior college—you know, those are older guys. We definitely, you know, with you know my background being a high school coach, I'm going to always recruit high school football players. But now, having the ability to recruit older guys, you know, you you want to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And so for us, we're when we recruit older guys, we're looking for them to come in and challenge for starting roles. And so, uh, you know, we, we recruit freshmen. It's great if they can play, but we really believe in developing them for the long haul. Mm-hmm.
1: And is that just the reality of, of today's college football where you you don't necessarily have that luxury of bringing the, a, a recruit along from high school and getting him four or five years to see what he'll be like at the end of that stretch as opposed to with the transfer portal being the way it is now? you can plug and play and get that immediate <laughs> yeah. success.
0: Yeah, well, and her that's that's the juggling act that some coaches, uh, just depends on which coaches that you talk to and which coaching staff, what their what their overall philosophy is. And uh, our philosophy is to, you know, we're going to build our program with high school football players, but we're going to complement and accent it with the transfer portal uh, because we, we really believe that, you know, the, you bring guys in and you develop them, in the off season, and you continue to build them. That's really that's the bulk of your program. Uh, and, and for us, the culture, the chemistry, that's where that's where it's developed. is with that group. And so for us, we're going to always recruit a, a large number of high school players. But when it comes to some need, definite need areas, we're going to we're going to uh, attack the transfer portal, which is different than some coaches' philosophy is that they do all of their recruiting there, and they don't recruit but a few high school players. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'd say we're, we are differ than some. Yeah, and switching over to the defense, uh, the, before the
1: season got underway, that was the area that everybody pointed to and said, well, you know, if they're going to go anywhere, the defense is going to have to play better. Uh, they did play better. They gave up less than 30 points a game uh, this year, which is yeah. a plus. So, anything, you know, but that bar was kind of low. I think everybody would agree on that. Mm-hmm. All you had to do is just get under 30, yeah. and that's an improvement. But they were you know, around 25, mm-hmm. 26 points, and they did yeah. some things that, in spots, especially later in the, in the season, gave you a chance to win some games if the offense yeah. had just come along and gotten. A few yards here or a score there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little
0: bit about yeah. the defense. Yeah, well, we they definitely improved from uh, in point total, yards total, and things like that. But what we we look at the defensive side of the ball, it's really a tale of two seasons. Uh, the first four to five games where we really did not play well defensively, but then you look at the last few games, we're one of the better defenses in the CIAA, and that's you know really had a lot to do with guys getting healthy. And and, uh, and that's, you know, what really what we're looking to pick up from. And, and that has to do with, you know, guys growing also. It, you know, Jalen Alexander, uh, you know, big-time freshman from South Mac who made the all-rookie team. You know, just look at the film from him from game one to game five where he just got better. And and so we have simple players like that that just were – they were young and they grew up. And then, you, you know, there is no substitute for experience. And, and some of our guys that got healthy, they were – the experienced ball player. You look at linebacker uh, Jack Smith, who's a, a transfer from from Purdue and Campbell. You know that he's had some valuable experience that he was able to bring to us and, and playmaking ability from linebacker. And then you look at our uh, our nickel position by Trace Mitchell, that's transferred from West Alabama, and so he's uh, again another guy with playing experience. But again, Herbie, you, you see we're talking about just a couple of transfers, and the rest. of for the most part, are high school guys. And so uh, guys that gained valuable experience. And uh, we, we just started, just had to go through some growing pains early in the season and improved throughout the season. And that's what you, pretty much what you saw, as they improved uh, through the last half of the season. And so, it, it, now
1: to me, it was even, you know, you look at somebody like Jalen Alexander, and he is uh, relatively thin. And I think that that's one of those things where, you know, even though he's around two hundred thirty-five, two hundred forty pounds, there's still some meat that can be added to those bones. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yes, sir. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the thing is that the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores, and and that's what's really getting ready to happen to our young men. They're getting ready to go through an off-season of weightlifting, of conditioning. And, and an opportunity, you know, a lot of, a lot of times people say the offseason when you get bigger, stronger, and faster, but we, we believe it's also another one you have to add in there is bigger, stronger, faster, and smarter. And, and that just adds to the experience that, that has been gained. And so we, we look to get better in all of those areas, and you're really going to see a, a different type of player with not just him but with, you know, all of our freshmen. They're gonna, They're going to gain 10 to 15 pounds of good weight, of muscle, lean muscle, and uh, they're, they're just, just coming to themselves even more. There, they're going to be better mentally because they're going to have studied film more, and they're going to get stronger. They're going to get faster, and they're just going to be a better ball player uh, than they were this past season. Mm-hmm.
1: And even with somebody who uh, who stuck around, uh, from the transition from before you to uh, to you as head coach, Jamonti, Gray. And, you know, Jamonte is an interesting individual because he started off as a as a linebacker, and this year he wound up playing a lot of end, and he is not very tall and not very big right. as a defensive end. So how did that come about? Was that just something that well, the scheme allowed for him to be inserted at that position, or did he ask
0: for it, or was it something else? No. It was what the scheme allowed. Uh, you know, when Jamonte first came, you know, he, his body went through a transformation. As you know, when he first came in, he was like 280 pounds. Uh, you know, his body, 280, 290. So he went from a defensive lineman, and then he went to a linebacker. And so when we came, we, we planned to play him at an inside linebacker, a Mike linebacker. But then, uh, you know, just so it was heavy, we have you it, know, we had a, also now had a chance to put some experience at defensive line. In front of Jalen Alexander to help him and his growth. So, having the ability to add some experience at defensive line just really just helped our defense as a whole, helped Jalen Alexander and some of the other young freshmen that we have, or, uh, you know, Elon Jones, uh, not a freshman, but he's a sophomore transfer, uh, big defensive lineman. Uh, really, Jamonte did a great job at really helping those bring those young men along. And so uh, just really to have that young man in your right, his size is not necessarily the size that you see in uh, Jalen Alexander, uh, the size that you saw in uh, a young man named Aishon Shoulders, defensive end, uh, and then Ewan Jones, just a number of guys that we brought in that that fit the the, the height, weight, so to speak, as, as we would say. But Jermonti didn't fit it, but he certainly made up for it with uh, his experience and uh, his motor.
1: Yeah. And to that end, you talked about... Uh... Offensive line, and you want to be strong in the middle on either side of, of the ball. Uh, in terms of your recruiting, are you looking to add some, some heft in the middle there, or are you pretty much yes, satisfied sir. with the way that is
0: constructed Uh-oh. as of now? Well, oh, we we have to get better there. Same way that. We said we're looking to get better in the offensive line. We're looking to get better in the defensive line and recruit some potential starters. Uh, as, as you heard me say, the, the to win the championship uh, and to move on in the Division II playoffs, you have to be good in the offensive and defensive lines. And so we're going to always be looking to strengthen those two areas of our ball club. And so then in the back
1: seven, uh, that was an mm-hmm. area that it showed a lot of improvement, especially in the banking, because you had a lot of young people in your secondary. Yeah. Uh talk a little bit about their development and what you're looking for uh moving forward either
0: in recruiting or just plain development in the of off season. Well, I'd say I'll just start with what's what's on campus now, uh before we talk recruiting, but while all of those guys, you know, coming back really like what we saw out of uh, Dirk Puritan from Butler High School, outstanding corner uh, that'll probably, he could possibly get, you know, have a position change. Uh, also another Charlotte native is uh, Jacoby Clement, uh, Jacoby from South Meck and Creek High School. And a young man that we recruited to Fayetteville State in 2017, uh, but with a lot of good experience who who also played corner and free safety. And, uh, and then, of course, Chase Mitchell comes back
1: Talk about specialties because you can't win without <laughs> that either. Um, that's right. and, and so it, that was an adventure at times this year. I, I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say. Uh Jay Higgins yeah. had his moments, but he also struggled at times.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah and, and you know what? I'd like to say some of those uh struggles will we, we'll attribute to to youthfulness also. I mean he had some struggles then sometimes he, he really played as a veteran. I tell you, it was something just watching uh, the championship game yesterday. Uh, It was something finishing up, you know, just watching that game how it finished, how it came down to the the field goal kicker and a special teams play. Uh, Great protection. I mean, again, you know, Jay, you know, he had a he had an up and down year. I'd say he had a freshman year for a kicker. But I tell you what, it, a lot of times some of the struggles uh, that were, went on were, were not checked. Sometimes it were it might have been the snap or it might have been the protection, as we saw against Fayetteville State, which really ended up being uh, the difference in the game. Uh, uh, we uh, Fayetteville State blocked it back, blocked the field goal and ran it back for a touchdown, and uh, pretty much there's a difference in the game right there uh, with, with with who ended up being the CIAA champion. And so uh, every every facet is important. And in uh, in kicking field goals and whether it's the snap, the protect, the hold, and the kick, and we did have we were not consistent in that area all year long. But I think I've been, it's a great thing about JJ's an extremely hard worker, he was he was out there last week kicking, working on his game. So it's it's those are the type of young men that we recruited and, and look to you know build on. And so,
1: in terms of the recruiting part. Uh, Smith, just like a lot of CIAA schools, in Division II schools, will demand and recruit players who will do both, punting and place-kicking. Is that something yeah. that you're looking to maybe split for next year, or is oh, Jay going yeah, to be the answer all the
0: way? Absolutely. We're, we're looking to recruit and uh, better that position also. Um, you know, We like Jay and he gets goal-kicking. Definitely going to look to recruit another kicker uh, that can punt or take some type of load off of Jay. Mhm.
1: And so, you know, you've had an opportunity to get through this first season. You know, and I know two and seven is nothing that is uh, necessarily going to be pleasing to you to be able to write home about. But do you get the sense that there was some possibilities there because? you had close losses and usually a first year coach comes into a program unless it, it's the real superstar coach and a real superstar program. Most first year coaches yeah. are going to struggle with their programs. Uh, and so you're, you were not that different from most schools, but at least you weren't blown out in a lot of games. Yeah. Is that something that you yeah. look to and say, yeah. well, you know what, that's oh. an accomplishment.
0: Oh, Herb, it definitely is. Uh, you know, we you cut most first year. I'll I just take it from what Bobby Bowden, who's a Hall of Famer, everybody knows the great coach that he was in Florida State. But they said there's four steps to a building a program. The first step is you're going to lose big. The next one is you're going to lose close. Then you're going to win close. Then you're going to, you know, you should take the steps toward being a, a dominant team. And so uh, that's we'd like to say we skipped the first step, and this is pretty much what we've said with, about our program the entire time is that we're ahead of schedule and uh we 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 our season really shows that is that we're ahead of schedule uh for what we're building and uh, we're not just looking to to play in, in close games I and mean, that we're just trying to we're we're looking to change the culture and what has been the football but I guess just say the the football regular at Johnson C. Smith University, which has been, uh, you know, play a couple of games close and maybe win a couple. Uh, we're looking to change that narrative. And uh, part of that is in changing the culture is you have to go through the process. And uh, our young men believe in the process. And the biggest thing is our young men know the process and know that there is a process and there, that there are steps to take and that they, they're totally bought in. I just can really say that, and I feel confident about our staff and about – and how they believe in in the process, and uh, you can't skip steps. and And our season really showed that that you cannot skip steps. And so, unless you take over a program that was a consistently good program, you know you're going to go through some building, and that's what we've done. And uh, you know, to play. To play the season, to go two and seven, it does not look good. No, it doesn't. I mean, nothing that you know. I've set myself up, uh, built my coaching career in high school and college is to be a winner and compete for championships. But when you really just look at how the games were played and and when we were pulled together uh, and have so many young pieces, and then to have six out of seven games come down to the last play or the last series and then to go to the championship game and know that you were, uh, you, you were within seconds of beating both teams there. Uh, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot that can be pulled from the season, and we will pull the good from it. We'll pull the bad from it and learn from it, but this is just going to help the growth of our program and what we're building at JCSU. Yeah, and so even that when you talk
1: about the recruiting aspect of this, uh, you recruited hard last year in Charlotte uh it fifty six or so freshmen to come in, a bunch of guys who transferred in. Uh will your recruiting look anything similar to that this year or will it or will it taper down a little bit where you will not necessarily be looking for that many new
0: players? Well yeah, it'll it'll come down Herb as far as the number of players that we bring in because you have to look at it. If we are bringing in the same amount of players that we did last year, that means that we didn't recruit the right players, okay? um, You know, of the 110 players that we had, you know, uh, what we say, 75 to 80 are new, and most of those freshmen. And so we really – we think we we recruited the right guys. uh, They're doing good academically, and uh, they bought into the the program. So we won't – we'll still recruit the same areas. You know, we we say that the Charlotte metro area, uh, that includes the upstate of South Carolina, uh, you know, our recruiting plan is still going to, to be what we said it's going to be. And you're, so you're going to see us sign some local guys. Uh, you're going to see us get some guys uh, out of the portal, but we're not going to, you know, our class would not be made up of totally just guys from the transfer portal or junior college. We're, we're going to sign high school football players. And that's just my high school background because I believe in building the program with players. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that like to see your JV do well and then those JV guys move on to be varsity guys. That's what I like. And so I like bringing a guy in as a freshman and you might not see him, uh, but see him for another year or two, but boy, when you do, you're going to be able to tell he's been developed through the program, and uh, I just, that's something that our coaching staff believes in, and that's developing players, and so uh, you're going to see a similar type of uh, recruiting plan and recruiting class, it just won't be as big a number.
1: Okay. All right, well, very good. I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, yes, and for the season, I mean, you know, the one thing about Smith football this year, as opposed to previous years, games were never boring, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah. it, it's going to be entertaining, maybe a loss, yeah, could be a win, yeah. but you can guarantee it's going to be worth watching until the very end, and so I think yeah. that, uh, like you said, it's, uh, it, you're already past that first step, at least now you are, mm-hmm. you're, you're playing exciting football, it isn't winning football yeah. yet, but at least it's mm-hmm. interesting. So
0: I think yes,
1: that's sir. a that's
0: yes, a good sir. first step. All right, thank you very much, Herb. We're going and we're looking to get started on on the winning football, uh, bringing that to the table real quickly. And we know our recruiting is going to get better, our, We, you know, our, our turf field's getting ready; they're getting ready to start construction on the turf field. Uh, new weight rooms getting ready to start in about a month. So we're just excited about the things that are coming to the program. And uh, you know, we, what we did this season was without those things, you know, we, what we did pretty much this season was pretty much on what had already been in place at JCSU, and now we're very excited to, to get ready to go into the future with additions that that the administration and don't private donors have put forward toward the program. Yeah, it's exciting times indeed. So, Yes, sir, for sure, for sure. All right, Her, thank
1: you. I'll oh. talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Okay. So there you have it, folks. Shout to C. Smith football coach Maurice Flowers. And thank you for listening to Sports Charlotte. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we appreciate you going to our website, thecharlottepost.com, and picking up uh, subscriptions, uh, donations. Please feel free to do that because producing sports journalism, just like any kind of journalism on a local level, is not Free. It is not cheap. Men and women are the muscle behind our journalism, and we depend on your support to keep it going. So go to our website, thecharlottepost.com, make a donation, become a subscriber, check us out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual suspects, and keep coming back, to Sports Charlotte, to catch up on the people, events, and issues that, uh, frankly, other media won't or don't touch. We like it that way, and we hope that you do too. So for everybody at the office, my name is Herb White. Thanks for
0: listening. Network.com.